going on folks and welcome into this week's edition of Trees 3 here on Sports Tree. As always, I'm your host Connor Roundtree and before we jump into the show, I just have to issue a quick apology. Um, third and long, didn't make it to air lot yesterday before Thursday Night Football, we apologize for that. We had some technical difficulties building graphics on the back end. Uh, some of our team members are on the other side of the world right now, so I'm in the middle of a move. Some, th some things are happening, but we're going to take that football segment from third and long and we're going to plug it directly into this show. So I'm going to have an outfit change right in the middle of the show when we start talking about NFL Sunday, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll finish off the show with some trivia. So we'll still get you all your best NFL bets, and then obviously if you want the best bets, the written out version, the overs, the unders, prop picks, plays of the week, head over to sportstreet.ca, and we'll load up all of our NFL picks um, on Saturday for you to so make sure that you have them on Sunday. Uh, the UFC... We will jump into the UFC, but that gets started at 10 a.m. on Saturday, so those picks will be loaded up today on Friday when we're done this show. But jumping into the top three sporting events that you have to tune into this weekend is a little MLB action. The MLB playoffs continue, and our coverage here on Sports Street continues of those brought to you by Neil Brothers. Extraordinary taste, simple ingredients, the chips and dip worthy of a championship. Now, both uh, conference series go down. Uh, we have games on Friday, so we're going to break down each one of those games, and we'll start in the AL with the ALCS between Houston and Texas. Now tied two games apiece, and I like the Houston Astros on the money line on Friday night. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I do think that Houston kind of has the advantage right now. But if I had to make a best bet, I'm going to take the under in the first three innings, the first five innings, and then a nerfy no runs to be scored in the first inning. Rangers hitters have a combined 158 bats at bats versus Verlander, and they have just a 629 OPS. He's faced them five times since the start of last season and produced a 193 ERA against this squad. Jordan Montgomery, he looked lights out. He looked better than Justin Verlander in game one. So I'm going to take these pitchers to stay hot and get off to hot starts in this game. So you can take the nerfy at dash 115 on points, but you can take the under three and a half runs on the first three innings and then under five and a half runs on the first five innings. I think those are comfortable lines because I think the bat, the bats will really start to get going as we get into the bullpens and later into this game. So best bets for this one basically all revolve around the pitchers doing their thing and, and holding these teams in check but I do like Houston to come through uh, what, what, when push comes to shove they're going to be in Texas they have the opportunity to take a stranglehold on this uh, of this series heading back to Houston so I do think the Houston Astros uh, ride the momentum here in the, the NLCS I'm going to take the Philadelphia Phillies to beat up on the Arizona Diamondbacks this game sets up horribly for the D-backs from the pitching department they'll start Joe Mantiply and then turned to Ryan Nelson and those two got absolutely dinged for over six earned runs in game two furthermore the Phillies they just have the better bats and the only time that they lost this postseason they answered with a 10-2 shellacking of the Braves I think that this Phillies team is going to come out and make a statement and say hey that was a bit of a fluke last night our bats were cold it's time to get things going again I wouldn't be surprised if the Phillies absolutely blasted the Arizona Diamondbacks but you can take them on the money line at dash 130 if you're feeling a little more frisky like I could be 
take them on the run line for some plus money value. All right, folks, jumping in to the UFC now. UFC 294 goes down from 10 a.m. from Abu Dhabi on Saturday. We're going to run through the entire card right now, but if you want your best bets for the card, head over to sportstreet.ca, sign up, and you'll have the best bet for every single fight. Sarah Magomedov versus Bruno Silva is what kicks off the preliminary card. Sarah Magomedov is a scary-looking guy. Um, I think he's got a lazy eye, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to bet on this fight because I haven't seen enough of him on tape to know enough about him. Bruno Silva, pretty solid, but I'm going to go with the guy from Russia in Abu Dhabi because, hey, um, that makes sense. Victoria Dudikova versus Jinyu Frey. Frey's going to get fried. Jinyu Frey, Jinyu Frey, whatever her name is, is going to get absolutely murdered by Dudikova. Dudikova. Uh, I think Dudikova is the real deal, and I think Jinyu Frey is a fraud. Nathaniel Wood versus Muhammad Namoff. Give me Nathaniel Wood. He's going to be at a reach and height disadvantage here, but since moving up to featherweight, he has looked extremely good. I believe he's 7-2 since moving up to featherweight, and I think that his boxing will be the difference. If he can get in tight, I think he can tee off on Muhammad Namoff. Mike Breeden versus Anshul Jubilee. I like Jubilee in this one. I like him quite comfortably. Mike Breeden has yet to win a fight in the UFC. He's 10-6 for a reason. 0-4 under the promotional banner, and Jubilee is unbeaten. Uh, give me Jubilee all day, every day. Abu Azaitar versus Cedric Damas. I do not like the Azaitar brothers. I don't think they're very good. I think they're overrated. And I think Cedric Damas can grapple his way to victory. Javid Basharat versus Victor, Heverett, Victor Henry. Folks, this is a trap. Do not take Javid Basharat on any parlays. I think Victor Henry is going to be able to hang with him. I think Victor Henry may be able to outpressure him. I think Victor Henry might be able to pull off the upset in this fight. Basharat has never lost. However, Victor Henry at 23-6 and six is not the guy that you want to go in with that record. He lands over eight significant strikes per minute. And um, look, he just likes to make fights into wars, into into battles, and I'm not sure if Javid Basharat will be able to survive that. Muhammad Yaha versus Trevor Peak. Fun to say, Muhammad Yaha. Um, another one that I'm going to be staying away from. Just not enough information for me on this fight. Tim Elliott versus Muhammad Makayev is the featured fight of the prelims. Muhammad Makayev probably missed weight. It looks very suspicious, but uh, the commission said he did make weight. I don't know about that. Um, that already goes to show you that the judges and the commission will be favoring the Arab fighters. However, Tim Elliott is a dog, and Muhammad Makayev's almost gotten trapped, almost gotten finished in a couple of his last fights. Yes, he's 10-0, but Tim Elliott at 20-12-1 could cause some problems here. I'm not going to be betting this fight, but don't be surprised if Tim Elliott pulls off the upset. Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Maroon Gafarov. Give me Nurmagomedov in this one. He can strike. He can grapple. He's just the all-around better fighter. He's a bigger fighter. He's going to be, have a reach advantage. He's going to be at a size advantage. Yes, lock it in. Worley Elvis is moving up the division to fight Ikram Eliskarov, and that's a terrible decision because Eliskarov is the real deal. Make sure you take Eliskarov on basically every parlay that you can get him in. Moving up the card, it's a light heavyweight feature bout for Megamed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker, and we have our upset of the card. Give me Johnny Walker at over 3-1 to one odds. I love Johnny Walker in this spot. He's won three consecutive fights. He's going to have a size advantage. He's going to have a reach advantage. Megamed Ankalaev does not have the power to finish Walker, and that's how you need to beat Johnny Walker. You need to go out and you need to knock him out. Ankalaev is going to be the more technical striker. He's going to be more fluid with his strikes. However, Johnny Walker is a weirdo. He's a psycho, and he has a bunch of weird strikes. And by weird strikes, I mean looping punches. I mean question mark kicks. A bunch of spinning attacks. Things that you don't see coming that could cause a conservative conservative boxer like Ankalaev a lot of problems. I like Johnny Walker in this spot. I think Ankalaev is reeling a little bit. 
after that draw in which he thought he won the vacant uh, light heavyweight belt. He did not win that fight, in my opinion. So I'd like Johnny Walker in this spot to go out and create the upset of the night. Give me Johnny Walker. Give me the Brazilian over the Russian. SBG over the Dagestanis in this one. Kamar Usman versus Hazmat Shemaev. Give me Hazmat Shemaev all day, every day. Look, Usman, he's coming off the couch. That's the main thing. If Usman had a full camp, um, maybe I would... I would I would line this much, much closer. Usman's coming off the couch to fight Hazmat Shemaev, who's in shape, who's been itching to get a shot back in the cage. And Usman, it, he might have popped something. Uh, during his open workout, he threw Gaethje to the mat and he said, oh crap, I popped something. So he might not be 100% going into this. And he's coming off the couch. So cardio issues could be there. Uh, I don't think Usman has the power to put Shemaev's lights out. And if they stay on the feet, I think Shemaev might just swarm him. And remember, Usman was having problems not against Leon, not just against Leon Edwards, but against Colby Covington on the feet. Yeah, there, 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 there's levels to this, and I think Hamzat Shemaev is a scary dude. As for the main event, it's Islam Mahashev versus Alexander Volkanovsky too. Give me Mahashev only because it's short notice. Again, I think the short notice is going to be crucial in these in the co-main and the main event in the two premier fights of this card. Volkanovsky, I think he won that first fight. However, it's just it's too short a notice. That's really what it comes down to. Islam is going to be at home, and look, the Islamic judging could could very much come into play in this. And if it goes to the decision, I very much like the 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 Arab guys in the Arab Emirates. It just makes sense, right? So I'm going to be taking Islam Mahashev with the Islamic judges on his side because Alexander Volkanovsky is coming in on short notice, and I just don't think he'll be able to push. For him to win this fight, he needs a full camp. He said that he was banged up after the Yair Rodriguez fight and that he might need surgery. Now he's turning around to fight at the end of October when he wasn't projected to fight until next year, until 2024. He's grabbing the money. He's grabbing the bag. He may look for an early finish. So I think we might see Volkanovski blitz early because his cardio won't be there because he didn't have a full camp. So there could be an exciting finish from Volkanovski early. However, I think Islam Hofstadt is good enough to manage that storm, take Volkanovski down, ride him out, and mitigate that power heading in, heading into the latter rounds of the fight and winning himself the second edition of this. I would like to see it a third time when both these guys actually have full camps. But hey, Charles Oliveira got hurt. We got to make do. All right, folks, now it's time for me to change my outfit, and we're going to talk about Sunday football. All right, folks, let's jump into Sunday now, starting with the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Both teams coming off disappointing losses. Both teams still very much alive in the NFC South. I'm going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. I do think they, they're coming back down to earth a little bit. But again, we've talked about it on this show. I do not trust Desmond Ritter, especially in a hostile rival environment. I just think that's going to be too much to ask, especially if Baker Mayfield can spread the ball out to his targets like Chris Godwin and, of course, Mike Evans. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in what could be an extremely boring football game. But not as boring as this one. The Raiders at the Bears. The battle of backup quarterbacks. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb last week, and Jimmy Garoppolo has a bad back. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is getting old. Brian Hoyer could get the start for the Raiders. He's a former Bears quarterback. Hey, he's a former quarterback of half the teams in the NHL. Uh, in the NFL, pardon me. And Tyson Bajan will be getting the start for the Bears. So in a battle of backup quarterbacks, I'm probably going to be leaning to the under, although it's 37 and a half. Uh, so show me the under on that and then give me give me the Raiders. I think this defense on the Raiders is just playing way too well. The Bears offensive line is terrible and Max Crosby is playing some great football. So give me the Raiders and give me the under in that one. Browns versus Colts. Give me the Colts team total to go 
under. I do not trust this Colts team. I think the Browns defense is one of the best in the NFL. And we saw what they were able to do last week. They were able to control the clock uh, with over 33 minutes of possession. They ran the football 34 times. If they can grind down on this Indianapolis defense and then on the other side of the ball, just stop Jonathan Taylor and, and, and Zach Moss, they're going to be in spades and they have one of the best rush defenses in the NFL. Furthermore, um, I'm not sold on Gardner Minshew playing quarterback right now. He looked horrendous last week. Give me the Browns to win that game. Give me the under in that game and give me the team total under. Also, we don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for the Browns, but I don't think it matters seeing how Deshaun Watson's been absolutely awful this year and P.J. Walker just came in and beat the San Francisco 49ers. Maybe ride with P.J. Walker. I don't know. But uh, I'm riding with the Browns and the under. Commanders at Giants now. Another divisional rivalry game and another game I'll be investing in the under. There are question marks around uh, New York's starting quarterback. There are question marks around Sam Howell in general. And then on the other side of the ball, you have two solid defenses. The weather this weekend through the Meadowlands is supposed to be horrendous. So... All signs point to the under. Lions at Ravens. Uh, this has all the bankings to be a ton of fun, and I will be taking the over. The Ravens have been susceptible to uh, through the air this year on defense, and that is the Lions' bread and butter being able to spread the ball out to the receivers and their playmakers for explosive gains. On the other side of the ball, I like the Ravens to be able to establish their run, control the game, and then take some deep shots over the top to their guys like Zay Flowers. Buffalo Bills visit the New England Patriots, and give me the Buffalo Bills. The New England Patriots might have the worst offense in all of football. They are terrible. Mac Jones is bad. Zappy, Zapy, whatever. He's even worse because, well, that's why he's the backup quarterback. And I think the Bills are going to be a little upset with themselves that they didn't play their best football on Sunday Night Football on primetime against the Giants. Yes, they won the game. However, it's time to go out, make a statement, and crush your divisional rival. I like the Bills to win this game. I like them to cover the spread. Cardinals at Seahawks. Boom, baby. Here you go. Survivor pick of the week. We haven't used the Seahawks yet, and we're going to lock him in. I love Seattle to win this game. I love them to cover the spread. Seven and a half points, no problem. Geno Smith has an excellent arm right now, and he is attacking downfield with guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Furthermore, this defense is showing resemblance of the Legion of Boom. Tyreek Woolen, all these young guys coming in. Diggs, I like what they're doing on the back end, and this defensive back group has really pulled together after a tough start this season. I don't see how the Cardinals are going to be able to move the ball, especially without James Conner. Give me the Seahawks. Steelers at Rams. This is another game where I'm going to take the under. I think these defenses are going to show up and show out, especially because the Steelers fans travel well, and every game that LA plays at home is basically a road game anyway. So give me the under in that one. Chargers, Chiefs. Justin Herbert needs to figure it out, man. He has the most interceptions in the NFL in the fourth quarter during one-score games. You just cannot win football games when your quarterback is throwing picks like that uh, in one-score contests. Now they have to take on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. This is going to be a tough one. Um, I just think that Kansas City, if it's a close game, they're going to be able to pull it out because they are a clutch team that wins championships while the Chargers beat themselves out of the playoffs. Packers at Broncos. This is going to be a terrible football game. Toilet Bowl of the Week. Two quarterbacks that I do not trust that have shown sparks of life. Two defenses that I do not trust that have shown sparks of life. What are we going to do? Nothing. Sit back and don't watch. Dolphins at Eagles Sunday Night Football Game of the Week. Give me the fins on the road. I like this Dolphins offense to exploit the Eagles' weaknesses on defense. Though though this Eagles defense is very good, they are gettable with speed and through the air. And that is exactly what the Miami Dolphins can do. Look at Tyreek Hill. He's on pace to break Megatron, Megatron's single uh, season receiving record. So I do like the Dolphins in this spot. 
on the road to go into Philadelphia and make some noise. I believe they, uh, they, they're underdogs right now, so you can get an underdog ticket. I could see this flip-flopping back and forth and being even money by the time kickoff comes around the corner. All right, folks, coming in at number two this week was the UFC, and we talked about the main event. We broke it down on the show. If you want a full breakdown, head over to sportsview.ca, buy the pick package, and you'll have all your best looks for that fight. But it's Alexander Volkanovsky, and he only has two losses throughout his entire career. Islam Mahashev is one of the guys to have beaten him. Who's the other guy? Who's the only other man than Islam Mahashev to beat Alexander Volkanovsky? Head over to sportsview.ca, answer that question, and you're in to win a pair of NHL or NBA tickets to see any team that you'd like to see play live. Folks, I'm Connor Roundtree, and cheers. You've made it to the weekend. Three, two, one.